It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this so Sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are gonna sip it, yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind I try to tweet it away I told her, don't touch my hair. I made an Insta story. I threw some straws in the air. I kept myself busy telling stupid people to suck their mum's pussies. Solange should holler at me That was serious balls Serious balls up in this bitch What? <laughs> oh yeah I feel like In the in the wake of knowing that Like Solange will be coming out with some tunes soon I'm really really excited And I had to just go to that You know just 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 give you a vibe You know give you a remix up in this bitch can you believe that there are just five epi- five episodes left of this podcast? And one of them will be of the live show. Yeah. I can't believe this is coming to an end. Although we've come woo, to the end of the road. Still there's straws. There's a truckload. Oh. You fling one to me, I fling one to you. Oh, that was two songs in one. Wow, I feel like my creative juices are really, really flowing. So, anyway, hello, it's me, Kalechi. I'm just glad to be here today Like it's been the longest day If you can see that my face That I'm wearing pancake It's because I was coming from an event Earlier on today And that's why I have pancake on my face Also known as makeup Are you wearing Are you wearing pancake? Yes So yes It's me Kalechi Kalechi Okafor And this is SYM Officially known as Say Your Mind Unofficially known as What What That's right Suck your mom, Sakayamada. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's been it's been a lot. A lot has happened this week. Like I've just interviewed absolute legends. Um earlier on this week I interviewed June Sarpong. We were on um I was chairing a panel that she was on, and she actually knew who I am. Like she knows who I am, which is just mad, 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 mad to me. Just mad to me. And I actually cover that when I talk about the tarot. Later on Just this idea that So many people are are aware of me Like not in a gassed way But do you get what I mean? Like so many people are aware of me And I'm not aware that they're aware of me So I'm just it's like Nobody's aware of me And they're like Well we're aware of you And I'm like Rah you're aware of me Yeah so it's actually mud It's mud um, But yeah it, it, it That shit woke me up Like bitch People are watching you All of the time So pattern up and do what you're doing Keep doing what you're doing Say everything with your chest And be At the same time Be on your best behaviour Not my when I, What I mean by best behaviour Isn't necessarily to be like Prim and polite No 
But just know that at all times I'm living as my best self, which I always try to do anyway. But sometimes people make me want to move extra mad. Um, but just realizing that so more people see me than I know and more people see you guys than you know. And actually, you know, though I had a meeting this week and my God, I didn't even know that there were people who are my peers who are aware of me and they're telling bigger people about me. So like bigger prospects are coming my way. So, oh, I'm just so thankful. I'm so, so thankful. So yeah, um, I'm coming from a BAFTA event that's been done with um, Screen Nation and big up Screen Nation, big up Charles Thompson, always doing bits with him. Um, so yeah, I was interviewing Amanda Foster, who is the first black um, stunts woman in the UK. And she's been at this for about 20 years now doing this stunt work. Well, more than 20 years now. And I interviewed her. And at the time when Charles paired me with her, I was just like, I didn't know too much about her career. So I was thinking, oh, I don't want to, God. And then I started doing my research on her to formulate the questions that I wanted to ask her. Because, you know, it was an hour in conversation with her. And I wanted to ask her the things that mattered. And I read her life and I was just like, wow, this is incredible. And I can see why he asked me to interview her. It was an absolute honor. And I had on a little cute green dress from ASOS, just looking like a baby girl, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I had um, a nice dress on. I had my cute shoes on and I got to be at the BAFTA building and I don't think I've been in there before. So I just felt a bit cute, a little bit fancy. Um, and then I went straight from there to Queen Mary University who have absolutely moved mad. And I feel like I'm going to give them a straw, but we'll get there eventually. We'll get there eventually. I think that they deserve a straw this week, but we'll see how I feel. Um, cause I got there and I was meant to be teaching a twerk workshop there and I get there to find out that they haven't even really advertised it so only a couple of people show up and one of them says that she only heard about it two hours ago um or two hours before the workshop the room that I was meant to be teaching the twerk workshop in um, or the African dance workshop sorry wasn't even ready so I got there and chairs and tables were still being put away the event was meant to start at 5 p.m at 5 28 homegirl put away the last chair she had no clue that there was meant to be a workshop in there she was just clearing away chairs because I guess maybe that's what um you know she's genetically predisposed to do I don't know but anyway she was just clearing away the chairs and she was giving me attitude, little dickhead. Um, and yeah, so imagine 30 minutes have now gone because you're clearing away chairs for a workshop that was meant to start at 5 p.m. So my time was wasted. It wasn't advertising. I spoke to one of the black girls and she was just like, oh, sis, they do this to us all of the time. Like the ACS at our uni, um, all the events that they plan for Black History Month, the student union has cancelled or postponed it, or they don't give us access to our money to book people to come and do events with us. Like it's actually mad. And I just think that why, this is why I say that universities are institutionally racist because you're pr promoting Black History Month, claiming that you're doing Black History Month, but you're disrespecting the Black people that you're inviting in to come and teach workshops. And even your Black students, you're not giving them the money and the space to do the events that they want to do for Black History Month. Like, that's disgusting to me. It's absolutely disgusting. But I 
sent them an email and told them exactly how I feel about that bullshit. And luckily for me, like I always do, I always demand my money beforehand before doing any of these events, especially uni events. They're like, oh, can we pay you 50%? Because we usually pay things after. No, no, no. I don't get paid after the fact for anything. You pay me beforehand and I'll show up. If I don't show up, you get your money back. But I always show up. So give me my money. Um, So yeah, so I emailed saying that the workshop could not happen because you, there was no one there to even meet me, which is what I think is wild. Like, how are you um, organizing an event and you haven't even provided someone to meet me, to tell me where to go? I was the one that emailed them the day before the workshop to say, do you have this cable for the sound system? Do you have this? Do you have that? Um, Is the time still this time? And they just said, yeah, thanks. Nothing. And so there was no one there. Like it's disgraceful What a disgraceful university I've told them I'm never coming back In contrast to that I was at Sussex University on Thursday evening And that banged severely Like Micah, you little baby boy He was there ready to meet me at the train station He met me at the train station Took me over to where I needed to be Got me cake, got me tea Like got me all settled in The, uh, The talk that I did with the students was was incredible. The love in that room was immense. Like I loved that so, so much. So I've just been a busy person. Like I taught a twerk workshop at Mediacom earlier on um, in the week. Also, like it's just been extremely, extremely busy, but I'm grateful. Oh yeah. And then I did the common thread event on Tuesday earlier on in the week. So the whole entire week I've been working, I've been working and and teaching classes, but I've been working my absolute ass off. So to have Queen Mary move so mad, like I, I feel like I want to give them a straw, but let's see what happens on when I, when they respond to my email and go from there. So busy times, but the highlight darling, you're the highlight of my life. I love country music. Sorry, I have these spurts of just like music coming to my head. Um, The highlight of my week is that the Samsung um, advert is finally out. I've wanted that advert out for ages and I love it so much. Candice is in it looking like a baby girl. Jules is in it looking like a baby girl. And I was in it and I was oh, that Samsung advert bangs like I remember I auditioned for another Samsung advert earlier on in the year and they wanted um, a girl who boxes, like she does boxing. And they auditioned all of these girls only for me to see the final advert. And it was literally like half a second you saw the girl in her boxing gloves and that was it. Yet they auditioned so many people and none of us were suitable. But the way that God would have it for me, I still ended up doing a Samsung advert, wearing boxing gloves and being in a boxing ring. Da-da-da-da! Yeah. Anyway, then, let me just make sure I've covered all all of my housekeeping. Let's just do a little bit of housekeeping. Yeah, I think I just wanted to check that I've done all of that. Um, yeah, covered all of that. Um, I'll talk a bit more about the black uh, the Samsung advert in a bit because there are some there are some hitters. But I don't believe in haters. I just believe in reluctant fans. That's what I believe in. Reluctant admirers. Um, but let's move into the tarot. First, we'll start. I love the tarot now because it's just filled with bits. It's got the Say Your Mind affirmation cards. It's got the Black Angel deck of cards. And then it's got the Kaleidodope deck, which is like the sickest deck ever. Bop, bop. So... 
the card I pulled from the Black Angel cards this week was the Warrior. The warrior seems to have many faces, but I think it's just many different types of women that warriors come in different shapes and sizes. And I, I the moment this came out, I feel like it's going to drag me, but let's see. I just, I feel like I'm about to be dragged, but who knows? I might be wrong. Here we go. The warrior, you know how to create peace and harmony in your life. On the waking path, there's concentration. On the sleeping path, there's fragmentation. Your soul is as a spiritual warrior. You work at integrating body, mind, and spirit, as you need the congruency between what you feel, think, and do. Your focus and attention are usually on what is good for you, as you know what is best. You experience spirit through your physical life. Spirit is not out there somewhere for you, so you attend to and accomplish many physical manifestations. You have great presence, and some may bend towards you because of it, or bend away from your force. You live by the camaraderie codes of integrity and loyalty. Friends are important to you and you look for them to join you in life. You are the warrior. You are of the warrior soul clan that needs balance between the various aspects of your life. You are aware and enjoy the many facets of yourself. In fact, you have a strong ability to bring forth the necessary inequalities needed for every situation in your life. You have been initiated by your past struggles, which have prepared you for whatever may come your way. Your gaze is still and sure. You are a warrior for your own soul. On the waking path, you are attuned to yourself when your life is in turmoil. When a warrior enters the sleeping path, the attunement dwindles. You may not be aware of your actions when circumstances overwhelm you. It becomes difficult to access the concentration of your various personas. In this state, your camaraderie with others can become distorted and you are manipulated into doing battles for others while neglecting your own life. The internal fragmentation can cause you to move from job to job or relationship to relationship, feeling dissatisfied and disappointed. Confusion arises and sets in, keeping you from making needed changes in your life. In fragmentation, you may take on wearing various masks to survive. If you stay on the sleeping path, it becomes difficult to call on your concentrated warrior self. You may find your energy going towards battling different parts of yourself. This battle becomes an internal struggle between mind, body and spirit. You may have a feeling of being dishonest or pretending to be who you are not. To bring back harmony, tranquility and protection, embrace the unacceptable aspects of who you are along with the acceptable ones. This does not mean necessarily that you love what's unacceptable, but rather that you are um, you are you that rather that you attend to your whole self. In essence, bringing the warrior forward is to bring a strength that is built on your whole being, all of who you are. Watch your habits of caretaking and putting yourself in positions in which you can be manipulated to care for someone who is very capable of taking care of their own life. Stagnation is deadly to you. Lift the veil and take a look at all the relationships in which there is no movement. Find creative ways to move stale and smelly waters. Warrior, you have fought battles for everyone and attended their woes. Now it is time for you to do the same for yourself. Bring your life home. Shelter it. Stay in your life and be prepared for your own storms that are sure to come. Wow. Well, I said that was going to drag me for fuck's sake. Fucking hell. I mean, it didn't drag me that much. I feel like 
I'm very much the warrior um, and I know which masks to put on for which battles um, while still being aware of my spirit self. And I'm very aware that people try to bring me into fighting their battles for them, which is why I say that I'm not a rent and angry black woman. You cannot call upon me. I don't even know what the call would be like. I don't know if that would be the call that people do to call me forward to come and fight their battles. I'm not doing it. You are strong enough to fight your own battles. I don't mind supporting you. I don't mind like motivating you, cheering you on. But that is for you to fight, which is why I say don't send me fucking DMs telling me your life stories because I told you the email address you can send it to, which is sym at kalechiokafor.com. S-Y-M at kalechiokafor.com. You can send me anything you want through there, but just leave it out of my DMs, please. Um... But yeah, that totally resonates with me because all my life I fought other people's battles. Earlier on this week, I did a, um, an interview with Jumoke Fashola, who's um, amazing. And um, she's writing a piece about me for um, a publication. And I think it was the first time I spoke about the fact that when I was younger, when I was in secondary school, high school, as some of you Americanas will know it, um, my myself and my family, we were homeless for a bit for for a few months. And as I was telling her, I got so teary because I've only ever spoken about it really in therapy. And those were one of that was possibly one of the hardest moments of my life. Like pre pretending to be normal, going to um, going to school, going to Notre Dame with my uniform ironed and everything. Meanwhile, knowing that. Our house had been boarded up because my mum couldn't make the payment for the rent. And and having to be strong for her, fight for her because she was struggling and fight for my brothers because they didn't have a clue what was going on and still do all of my coursework, have my coursework handed in on time. And still be sociable, you know, and, and still go to cadets, still just maintaining what appears on the outside to be normality when everything is shit. I've been doing this for a minute. Like I, I, I'm a veteran when it comes to those kind of battles. No one can chat to me when it comes to those kind of battles. And It gets to a point where you just want to stop fighting, but then realizing that really, I feel like that's what I'm here to do. You know, like I couldn't stand still. I feel like standing still would feel like death to me to not speak about the things that matter to me. And I feel that matter to the people who are around me. Um, I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. Um, so I, I'm very much the warrior. I'm very much the warrior, but I understand that at some point you have to let people fight their own battles. So that's what I'm learning now to let people fight their battles, which is why I'm very, very particular about my boundaries. And if people send me videos of things, for some reason, on Instagram, you can't block people from sending you messages once you've allowed them to send you messages unless you block them entirely. And sometimes I don't want to block you lot entirely. I just want to block you from sending me messages. Um, so yeah, so that's annoying. But 
Yeah, I very much resonate with that warrior um, card and just allowing for space for myself and realizing that sometimes turn the energy inwards and fight for myself and give myself space. So I, I really, I really, really like that card. Um, but yeah, in terms of the homelessness and everything else, that's that's a story for another day. But that that shit was um was a lot. And so to say it out loud for the for the first time outside of the therapy room to um Jumoke when she was interviewing me, I felt the heartbreak again and just how long I spent of my life appearing normal when I really didn't feel normal. I felt like everything that was happening was way too much. And I remember even when I applied to be um, sports captain, because there was head girl and there was sports captain to go for in year 11. And I wrote it in my application that I feel like I'd be a great, great sports captain because I know how to keep a team together because I kept my family together when we were homeless. And I remember like sister and Marie, who's our, who was our head teacher, or is it Sister Rosemary? No, it's Sister Anne-Marie. Like, just being like, oh, really? Hmm. Anyway, carrying on. Yeah, you can be sports captain. And I just thought, rah. But whatever. Schools can be like that sometimes. Um, but it was a lot. So anyone who's going through a hard time right now, especially if it's something to do with not feeling like you have a stable home, like someone that you can call your own, I pray that you make it through because to to feel like there's no place like home. And I don't mean like there's no place like home. Like once you have a home, there's no place like it. I mean that there's literally no place on earth that feels like home. Like you you can't find that place to call home. That shit fucks with you. So I hope that you find your home and you find your home inside of you because that's really, really where it is. And that's where I found mine. Um, the affirmation card um, for this week that I pulled is... From the Say Your Mind deck, da 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 da, is um, the universe clicks like on my visions of manifestation. This is the card that appears when your guides want you to know that you are on the right track or in the right path. Your visions of greatness are supported. Keep going. So I say all the time that I created this, these affirmation cards for myself. And then I just thought that it would be great for other people to benefit from the cards that I would create for myself. I created these affirmation cards for people who think that affirmation cards generally are a bit woo-woo, a bit blur. Um, because I think that they speak to you on a real level. I hope they do anyway. Um, the universe keeps clicking like on my visions of manifestation and it's actually mad. So I mentioned earlier that, you know, I um, I spoke with June Sarpong this week um, when she was on a panel that I was chairing. And I've been tweeting about June Sarpong for years. I'm talking about like 2010, I was tweeting about June Sarpong. I remember I wrote a tweet and I said, I miss June Sarpong. And I think it was 2013 or maybe it's the um, reverse. Maybe I need to flip both. But then in that tweet, I wrote... Um, only now am I realizing how important it was for us to have someone like June Sarpong on our TV screens because, you know, here was a dark-skinned, beautiful black woman um, who was outspoken and funny as fuck and just such a great personality on our TV screen doing bits. And now we were struggling to get dark-skinned black women back on TV. I mean, big up AJ Odudu because we have her and she's beautiful. But, you know... 
we haven't moved on since and and that and i think that that's some real bullshit that like that's bullshit um so i've been tweeting about her saying all of these things like how much i i want her to get more notice and 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 praise for the for what she has actually done like it's from seeing her when i was younger seeing someone like june sarpong on tv that i just i knew that i wanted to be on tv like i wanted to be in movies i wanted to be on the stage but seeing her on tv i was just like yeah i want to do that i want to present i want to do that and to then meet her and she's just like oh kelechi how's your studio going and da 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 I, I wanted to drop down because I was just like, I can't fall down right now. I can't fall down right now. Wow. She knows me. Um, that to me was a moment that the universe was reminding me like, baby girl, I'm listening to you all of the time. I'm hearing what you are speaking about in your heart all of the time. When you want something, you make it appear in the physical realm. So make sure that you are wanting the right things. It was the kick up the ass that I needed. And I, I believe that if that's to be the case, then you man better get ready for when I'm in Black Panther 2. We must all come together to make that happen. I must be in Black Panther 2 and I must have a fight scene. We must make that happen. God, please, please do my own. And I must meet Serena Williams and possibly play Serena, not even possibly, I will play Serena Williams in the story, you know, in the film about her life. Like I must because I've written about that shit way too many times for it not to happen if this is really what we're saying. But, you know, this card is a reminder to me, and I think it came out to remind me even today after finishing um, at BAFTA doing stuff with Screen Nation that I too will be the recipient of many awards. I too will be known amongst my peers. I too will be like a household name one day. I just have to keep going and I have to keep the faith. Even though sometimes it's so fucking hard. Like one troll who clearly listens to all of my shit, like knows about straws, knows that I'm, I say people don't season their food, knows all of that stuff, created a fake profile yesterday to send me, um, to comment under the Samsung um, advert post that I posted on Instagram to say, oh, you're so rude. You're so racist all of the time saying that people, their only culture is fish and chips and saying this and saying that. And I was just like, fam, you had to create a fake profile to message me. Can you not see how your life is already a mess? Can you not see already how you are failing at life? But when I get things like that, I'm just thinking, rather that there are people that follow me who watch every single thing I'm doing, but they are so cowardly that they then go and create another page specifically just to follow me, nobody else, just to follow me. to let me know how enraged they are because I speak about racism and I speak about black womanhood, like you, you have really failed. Like you should have just, you should have just been a period. You shouldn't even have bothered like turning into a fetus or anything like that. You should have just remained a period because you obviously don't value your life very, very much. That's, that's really shit. But um, yeah, this card, this affirmation card just reminds me and, and it's a reminder to all of us. And, and if you were looking for a sign um, that, the universe hears you, God hears you and is actioning your heart's desires through the universe. This is your sign. This podcast episode is your sign that you've got this. You've got this, sis. You've got this, bro. You've got this non-binary. You've got this, like, keep going. You've got this because the universe hears you and, and will conspire with you to bring all of those things that you desire into fruition. Um, I'm, I, I pray that for you, honestly. Um, 
Which brings us to the Collider Dope deck then, the tarot cards for this week. Two cards came out together and I feel like everything's linked together, literally from the Warrior card to the Affirmation card to the Collider Dope um, cards that came out this week. The first card that came out was the Ten of Wands. Hidden behind it was the Ace of Wands, talking about clearly about action, about the, the fire energy that we have in our life. And I think that the reason that the Ten of Wands came out hidden behind the Ace of Wands and in the Ten of Wands um, in the Collider Dope deck, we've got um, a figure, a black figure, we can't tell whether male or whatever, we can't, just a black person, we can't see their face because their face is covered by 10 books, like 10 stacks of books. So they're clearly carrying a lot. They've got a lot on their plate or in their hands um, that they're trying to handle. Um, I think that this card came out because... A lot of us right now can't see the wood for the trees or the trees for the wood, whichever version it is, because books, paper, wood, you know what I mean. Um, when you're so focused on the things that you think that you should be doing, you're so focused on working, you're so focused on like, I must work, I must work, I must work. And you're, you, all, all you can see is all of the things that you need to do, 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 do and be that you don't even see the ace of wands. You don't even see that one opportunity that's staring you right in the fucking face. That if you just, and with the ace of wands, for those who are listening, um, uh, Crystal Banner for the ace of wands, the card is just a simple matchstick. It's just a simple unlit matchstick. And it's on, uh, on an orange background. So it's waiting to be lit. The possibility of igniting something great is in this card, but it can't be seen because we're so focused on what we should be doing, but we're basically busy doing nothing. Not nothing in the sense that like, oh, we're not achieving shit and we're just sitting around. No, nah, but we're running around in circles. We're basically chasing our tail when the very thing that we need to ignite with our passion and set a, set a light is right in front of us and we are missing it. So I'm asking you right now as you're listening to this to think about your life and think about all of the things that you're doing that's making you miss out on the one thing, the one thing that's actually going to make all of this so much easier. And I look at that in my life, like I'm running the studio, I'm going to auditions, I'm making the podcast, I'm tweeting, I'm writing the treatment for a play, I'm, you know, trying to get myself in there with writing a book, doing all of these things. And it's just like, but baby girl, have you done the one thing that you need to do? Have you done the one thing that's staring you right in the face? This one opportunity that seems small, this one opportunity that's been handed to you literally by God for you to light the fire of. Have you, have you, have you done that? Have you looked at that? Can you even, do you even know what that is? Identify where the matchstick is. That's the message for all of us, I think. Identify where the matchstick is so you can set that thing alight so then you can see everything else so much more clearly. Because right now you're just carrying all of this burden, all of these things that you think that make that mean that you're doing something when actually you're just busy doing a lot of nothing. You can achieve so much more. Like it's not about working harder, it's about working smarter. And this is what I think these cards are saying. Because we've, you know, and the reason I say that this is all linked is because. That warrior energy is present. That fire energy is so present in that, in that, in those two cards that came out. In that you're you're fighting, you're fighting, you're battling for the things that you're that you feel that 
the world needs. You're fighting for other people's things. You're probably bogged down with other people's, what other people want or helping other people with the things that they need to do. You're busy helping other people manifest their visions when it's like, but babes, when have you manifested your vision? When have you focused on the things that you need? How about that? Go and do that. Go and do that. And the reason I say that is because then at the bottom of the deck, which I'll discuss in the extra content with the patrons, is the Empress number two. Or is it? The, no, sorry, the High Priestess. I said the Empress. Um, the High Priestess came up. So that's there waiting. That's there waiting as well. Like, I'm just making sure I've told you. Yes. So you've got then the High Priestess that comes up. And again, the high priestess is the number two, but shows up as one, one, which we'll discuss in the extra content, because I think that, again, we're being asked to tap into that energy for how we move forward. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about that on patreon.com forward slash Kalechi for um, after this episode. But yeah, I feel like that's definitely the energy. We don't want to keep expending energy. We don't want to keep like using all this fire, fire, fire that's in our body. We're using it and burning ourselves out when we should be putting that energy somewhere else. Like that's where it's important. Look at the thing that God's literally handing you to put that fire to. Go and do that thing rather than coming to England or wherever you are to come and kill yourself. For what reason? Anyways, let's move on to Shayo Magnificence. Uh, my first Magnificence this week goes out to April's Walks and Talks. I discovered, I'm sorry, Avril's walks and talks because my phone decided to correct it to April, um, which is not correcting it. Leave it alone. Um, Avril's walks and talks. So Avril does um, tours around London about black history. I met her today because I was doing my, like I said, I was interviewing Amanda Foster, the stunt woman. And Avril came up to me at the end and said that she loved my dress and she wanted to take it off my body and run away with it. <laughs> and um, she said that, you know, it was a great interview That she really, really enjoyed it And she told me about what she does So Avril does Black History and um, Walks and Talks around London So if you want to learn more about Black History Especially the non-Black people that listen to this podcast You can follow her on Instagram at Avril's Walks and Talks And go to one of her Walks and Talks Like go and learn a bit more about all of this You know, when I was at Sussex Uni I was telling the students how to be better allies and I think that true allyship also comes with going to do your own research and not asking black people all of the time, like, what can I do? I just want to be, I want to be a better person. Well, I'm telling you what you can do. Go to Avril's Walks and Talks and go and do that. But then next, my Shayo Magnificence goes out to a baby boy that you all know from, he's been on this show before, Kevin Morosky. Um... I just love you, Kevin. I love you so much. I love Kevin because he doesn't just like, I'm sure I've given him a magnificence before. I'm sure because like Kevin just doesn't talk, doesn't just talk about, oh, I support black women and then do fuck all. He thinks that he doesn't think that supporting black women is just like to like and retweet their shit once in a while. Like Kevin goes hard for black women. And the reason I say that is because he is the only reason I was in that Samsung commercial because he put me forward because he literally sees me and sees my talent 
And said like yeah You need to have this woman You need to have her in it He brought me in He brought Candice in um, Candice in And he brought um, uh, Jules in He brought us in These black women He brought us in To this environment To be part of this um, Ad campaign And I couldn't be more grateful Like he's so amazing Kevin like You are so blessed And somebody needs to commission Mine and Kevin's fucking show We want to have a cooking show um, Where we discuss things like what we discuss on um, SYM, but we're baking something or we're cooking something at the time. And sometimes we might have guests while we're cooking. I just think like people people keep saying to me that that episode where um, with myself and Kevin was one of their favorite, like it's their most favorite episode. So imagine us having our own show, like literally having our own show. Commission us to make the thing like it would be incredible. That's what we need. That's the next thing that we need. So Kevin, I love you greatly. Thank you so, so much for all that you continue to do and all the support you continue to give. Kevin has a documentary out called um, called Kitchen. It's about knife crime. You can watch it online. I'm going to put the link in the caption of this so you can watch it and just get a di- an alternative view on knife crime because I think that people talk about it and the the media talks about it in such a way that I just feel like it takes out the humanity of a lot of people and it doesn't it doesn't serve anybody it doesn't serve anybody it doesn't serve the people that you're trying to teach it doesn't serve the people who have been victims of knife crime it doesn't serve anybody so if you want to watch it it's also on Lush Player it looks like yeah it looks like it's on Lush Player as well um but if you want to find it, it's on a film called kitchen.com. A film called kitchen.com is where you can find it. Um, Kevin Morosky is amazing, visually incredible. Like he was, he's like he told us before, he started out in photography and then just kind of moved away from that and moved into art direction. But he took one picture of me while we were um filming the Samsung commercial and I feel like it's one of the best pictures I've ever seen of myself he just captured my essence and I love it so much um so yeah big up Kevin like I said love you lots thank you so so much and then my next Shea Your Magnificence goes out to Olivette Otele I think I'm pronouncing that uh, correctly Olivette is a Cameroonian scholar who is now the UK's first black woman history professor. I don't understand why in big, big fucking 2018, we're still having the first black something or other. But here you have it. We have the first black woman history professor. She is a colonial and post-colonial expert and was appointed professorship and a chair in history at Bath Spa University. I think that that is... Just incredible Like Ugh If you know anything about me You know that I want to do my masters In post-colonial studies And I think what has kept me from doing it Is because I just didn't see many black women Available to teach me And here comes Olivette Boom A professor Fucking professor of, Of this stuff So now I'm more inclined to go back into looking into it Because that's truly what I want to do I want to do my master's in it And then do a doctorate in it Just because I want to be called Dr. Benz Panani Dr. Benz And then every time I arrive to teach my students I'll be like, it's me in my pom-pom shorts Yeah, I can't wait But um, 
Yeah, no, big up um, Olivet. Um, she tweeted, my people, Bath Spa Uni has awarded me a professorship and a chair in history. May this open the door to many very hardworking women, especially women of colour, even especially, um, even and specifically black women in academia in general and in history in particular, in strength, peace and love, my people. That is a motherfucking tweet, isn't it? Like, it's such a powerful tweet. Like... Sis is looking out for everybody. She's like, I've got this now and I hope it opens the door for many more people. She is not like some of you dickheads that because the door opened for you, you now want to slam it behind you and slam it in the faces of everybody else. You will not survive there by yourself. Academia is a world that is institutionally racist. It's racist as fuck. You need other women of color there. You need specifically other black women there to support you. And sis knows this, which is why she's like, I hope this opens the door for many more women like me to come through. Because we we have to have more of each other. We can't do any of this stuff by ourselves, which is why I'm so glad. And I hope you all enjoyed the episode last week, the Swedish girl mafia with Lavette and everybody and Shahira and Lala and um, Lorette, aka Grace and Mulan. I hope you enjoyed it because I feel like I'm finding my tribe, you know, slowly, slowly finding people who have been through their own things and they care about other black women and they want to speak about and, and love other black women and, and um, support them and, and uplift them. It matters, you know, I'm sorry that you didn't have the video footage for that because there were technical glitches and whatever the fuck and I was pissed off about it but everything happens as it's meant to um but you've got this video with me but um yeah it, it was just annoying but um that episode meant a lot to me to hear the effects that other black women are having on other black women, positive effects that they're having on other black women. We need more of it. So maybe I'll do like a once a month SYM in different cities across Europe, across the world, speaking to black women, another type of Swedish girl mafia. Um, so I can get as many stories as possible of the things that other black women are experiencing. That would be really, really important to me, but big up Oliver, big up, um, Avril and her walks and talks and big up Kevin Morosky. Two slaps on all of your chest for being incredible people who are just keeping blackness alive. I appreciate you greatly. I didn't have to do a Black History Month special because all of my fucking episodes are about blackness and black history. So blur. Anyway, that's that. Let's move on to um, So You Mad. So You Mad is just yuck. It's very yuck. So I'll first start with the, the police race relations advisor who has been tasered. He was tasered once, I think it was, by the police. And then they mistook him a second time for the same person that they tasered him for thinking he was the first time. If that makes sense. Anyway, Bristol race relations advisor tasered by police is targeted again. Avon and Somerset officers mistake Judah Adumbi for wanted man for second time. 
a police force that shot its own race relations advisor with a stun gun in 2017 after mistaking him for a wanted man has once again confused him for the very same person. Officers from Avon, um, Avon and Somerset Police approached Judah Adumbi on Wednesday, the, I want to say, 17th of October and asked him if he was Royston McCalla before driving off laughing, Adumbi said. The incident came only six weeks after the force's chief constable expressed regret about the incident in 2017, in which Adumbi, who was who has worked to improve relations between the police and Bristol's black community, was shot in the face with a stun gun after being mistaken for Makala. What the fuck is wrong with the police? Like, what the what the fuck? What what the fuck is wrong with the police? I don't, I don't get it. I really, really don't get it. This can't continue. You're mistaking him for the same person twice. Now, I will be damned if he doesn't even look like the fucking guy that they're looking for. That would be the one that spins me 360. Like, how do you even taser someone in the face? Like, what the fuck? Like, what? How? And then now you're mistaking him for the same person a second time. Like, fine, okay, you didn't taser him this time, but you can't keep doing that because maybe, God forbid, there's a third time that you mistake him for that person and you seriously, seriously harm him. Like, it's just bullshit at this point. It's 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 just a lot of absolute bullshit. And I don't know how it's allowed to continue, but somewhere like Bristol, I guess people can move that mad. Because they just feel like black people can't speak up We will get away with it It's not a big deal When in fact it's an incredibly big deal And something more needs to be done about it I just fear for the lives of black men Not just boys I fear for the lives of black men across the board When things like this just continue to happen We're not going to get anywhere To be honest We're just, we're not We're not going to get far And it sucks It absolutely sucks I saw a tweet from Audrey from the Receipts podcast earlier on this week where she said that on many episodes of SYM, I've spoken about um, black men and boys and how we need to protect them in many forms because of the things that happen to them societally. And so it annoys them when, um, or annoys her when people lump me in the category of being someone who hates black men. I just think that you can't change the minds of people who are committed. They have fucking lifetime subscriptions to misunderstanding you. None of these motherfuckers listen to the podcast because if they did, they'd hear the extent at, to which I actually speak a lot about my concern for the safety of black men and boys and black people generally. But they have a narrative that they want to run with on Twitter that actually isn't substantial. It isn't substantiated with anything. They haven't got anything that they're basing this on other than they just dislike me because I'm someone who speaks my mind and I say what I think. I, you know, I say what I think and I'm not looking for validation from anybody. And I'm most especially not looking for validation from black men. I'm not looking for validation from any type of man. I don't need it. There's no human being on this earth that needs to validate my existence for me to continue li living. Like you can fuck off because God is the person that validates me and no other human can motherfucking validate me. And that's the way that it works. Now you've been conditioned to believe that black women are at the mercy of your validation 
all of the time. Like they cannot exist without you telling them that you have given them permission to do so. And I'm here to tell you on this very day that the Lord has made that you can fuck yourself. Fuck you and fuck anybody that listens to this podcast yet still manages to enable the type of men that spew this shit about me and other vocal black women. Fuck you. You can continue to listen to the podcast. I don't give a shit. But you need to know that I don't like you and I don't see it for you because there has to be a a disgusting amount of cognitive dissonance that you need to do that you will come here week after week to listen to the things that I say and then you'll go back and let these people continue doing what they are doing. So big up someone like Audrey who's actually out here going, nah, this is some bullshit because Kelechi actually speaks up in you lot's defense all of the time. So stop grouping her in with people that aren't doing the same. Why don't you guys speak up for yourselves? I never hear you guys tweeting about the things that should matter to you institutionally and systemically. I never see you talking about this. All you talk about is, oh, well, light-skinned girls are just light-skinned girls are a preference, isn't it, fam? That's all you know. Light-skinned girls are a preference. That's where they'll see you, you fucking idiot. They won't see you where you need to actually be fighting for your own fucking rights. But it's people like me who are out there as well as other black women fighting for your rights and all you can do is sit on social media and be mad and be fucking mad that I'm in a Samsung advert and because all you're concerned about is oh why are all these brands endorsing all these black men haters because maybe they realize that we're not fucking black men haters and they see the good that we're doing that you can't fucking see because you know who brought me in on the fucking advert you fucking cunt it was a black man who actually sees what I do but the rest of you don't see it you don't see it because you're too busy focused on your hatred because you know you've got nothing to offer me you've got not a fucking single thing to offer me because the only sustenance I need to continue thriving on this earth while I'm on this fucking human experience or in doing this fucking human assignment, the only person or the only force that I need to do that, the only source of sustenance that I need to do that is God. None of you motherfuckers, I don't need you. I do not need you for that. So continue hating, continue wondering why I keep being blessed by the universe when you are so sure that I am so hateful. The universe is telling you all the time, bitch, this ain't it. The universe is telling you this ain't it because that's why I keep being blessed. But you stinky motherfucker smelling like stew all of the time, smelling like your mum's fucking stew all the time, can't see it because you're so bitter. You're so bitter because you've been taught that black women, all that they should do is be silent and look for your approval every fucking time and I'm showing you that I'm thriving without your approval and isn't that a motherfucker isn't it just anyways let's move on to more fuckery <laughs> I needed to get that out of my system because it's 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 just so annoying to see the very people that you're fighting for constantly at your neck. And I just don't understand why. Like the things that I say benefit you and you're not at risk. I'm the one that's constantly at risk. I'm the one that gets dog, I'm sorry, horseman you're sent to me at my studio. I'm the one that's at risk. I'm the one that has to deal with the racist non-black trolls. And then I've got to deal with you on top of that. That that well, that's that's that that's some bullshit, isn't it? Anyway, moving on then. The story that I wanted to talk about um, as well this week is someone that has now been named by the internet as apartment patty. Um, she was fired. 
from her job after she blocked her black neighbor from entering his own apartment building. I, someone tweeted that if I was her dog, I would bite her leg. She's with her dog and she sees a black man wanting to enter his own building that he lives in. And she tells him that um, he can't come in. She's like, you can't, she's like, you can't come in because I don't believe that you live here. And he was like, bitch, but I do live here. So do you know what then she, what she then does? She enters into the lift with him. Now, this is what's interesting. In case for those listening who don't know what a lift is, it's an elevator for all you Americans. It's an elevator. Anyway, um, she enters into the elevator with him to follow him to his floor that he's going to, because obviously he's going to his um, apartment. Her name, I think, is um, Hilary Brooke Mueller. And I think the wickedest is, well, I'm just finding all of her bits because she moves extremely mad. I want to make sure that I get all of it in. White people trying to police the um, banal everyday behavior of black people are finding there's a vanishingly small amount of time between calling the cops and getting turned into a meme. The latest case, a case came to a resolution in less than 72 hours. On Saturday, Darion Tolls posted a video he took when he returned to his apartment complex after staying late at work. A white woman walking her dog blocked his path and repeatedly demanded that he show her his keys or tell her his apartment number. Why am I telling you my apartment number? And this is what I find so interesting about white women. Would you, would you tell a random stranger your apartment number? No, but I should tell you my apartment number because you are a white woman and you are in no way a danger to me, but I'm clearly a danger to you. And so therefore I need to tell you my apartment number. No, no, because I know that axe murderers come in many forms and they look like you. Anyway, um, to which he responded that he's not ob um, obligated to show or tell her anything to enter his own home. At one point she starts, if you want to come into my building, and he says to her, no, it's not your building. You are not the owner. If you, I want you to be able to see the picture of this woman because she is, a, she looks like, oh, she's a mess. I can't even find someone in my, in recent memory who looks her, as horrendous as she does. Like you have a fucking cheek walking up to someone demanding that they tell you shit. For what? Fuck off. You, if you're coming in, she was like, if you're coming into my building, he was like, no, 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 it's not your building. And I love the way that Darion was speaking to her. He was speaking to her like a child because that's clearly how she was behaving. Like you're not coming into my building. No, bitch, it's not your building. Your father does not own it. Go away. Uh, the woman has since been identified as Hillary Mueller, but not until she earned the hashtag apartment patty. After uh, Tolls pushed past her into the building, she followed him on the elevator, saying she wanted to know who he was visiting. When he repeated that he was a resident, she then said that she just wanted to introduce herself as a neighbor and followed him to his door, demanding he tell her his name. By Sunday, Mueller's employer, a real estate management company, Tribeca STL, announced that she'd been fired. What's most remarkable about the encounter is that Mueller proceeded to call the police after seeing Tolls unlock and walk into his apartment. 
about 30 minutes after the last video, Tolls reported that officers showed up at his door saying that they'd gotten a complaint that he made another resident uncomfortable. It's a shockingly petty attempt by Mueller to recast herself as the victim of the encounter. What exactly are the po police supposed to do to make her feel more comfortable when she's the one harassing her neighbor? It's also dangerously reckless considering how common stories are about police encounters escalating to violence. I mean... We just heard of a police officer shooting a man in his own apartment, a black man in his own apartment. And then now you're telling me that she's now called the police to go to his apartment for what? The most recent episode of Blackish, because Blackish is back and you can watch it on the internet and I don't care. I'm watching it because I'm not waiting for it to come out on TV. Um, the most recent episode is about calling the police on your neighbors. And I won't give any spoiler alerts, but I thought it was very well handled that episode because it shows the conflict in when you feel like you're bougie and you two want to be joining in to call police on your neighbors until shit gets real. But people tell me all of the time how, you know, like it's interesting to me that this Hillary cow has said that she felt uncomfortable. She called the police and she said, I felt uncomfortable. That's why I'm calling you to let you know, even though you saw the man going to his apartment, so you know that he lives there. You're uncomfortable, what, with a black man living in the complex? I don't, I don't understand. And I feel like somewhere in the video, she says that, um, I want to, I, she was like, he's like, why are you following me? She's like, I, I want to see who you're visiting. I want to see who you're visiting. And he was like, I'm not visiting anybody. I'm a resident. And she was like, well, I want to see. I want to see because if you are visiting somebody, I want to know why they've invited someone like you. To, and I was just like, what, 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 what do you, what do you mean? Someone like him to, to what, what, what does that mean exactly? So you are basically feeling like black people should not be allowed in the apartment complex because you live there. The wickedness is that you guys love to gentrify areas, move there and then tell everybody else that they no longer belong there. And that is the real bullshit. That is the real gagger of gags in this situation. Um, white women claim all the time that they're uncomfortable and they're fearful of blackness. But here we have exhibit A, exhibit seasonless, that entered into the lift with a black man with nobody else there nobody else was there with them just her and the dog and the man Derion. only the three of them are in this they're, they're in this lift you're not scared then you're following the man the man's minding his business you're following the man but then now you'll turn around and you'll cross the street if you see a black man. You'll pull your hand back to yourself when you see a black man. But when you felt like you wanted to cause trouble, cause dra drama and assert your power, because all of this is about asserting power, you followed him in the elevator to see where he was going. And even after he opened his front door and entered, you're still now calling the police because you felt uncomfortable. Because what you know what you felt uncomfortable with? You felt uncomfortable with the fact that you're a dickhead. You are a dickhead. That's why you felt uncomfortable because you know that you had no business doing what you were doing and you were proved, you were proved wrong. He actually lived in your apartment block and you thought, mm, what other way can I assert my power? Because now I feel like a dickhead. Oh yeah, I'll call the police and let them know that I just felt uncomfortable. So in that situation, because you were left alone with him and that, were well, you now going to move towards the um, idea of 
he made sexual advances because that's what you love. White girls love to imagine that the white man, the black man made sexual advances on you and you felt uncomfortable, unsafe when really he had his camera out the whole time and he kept telling you to go the fuck away and you didn't want to go the fuck away because you felt like you had every right to be up in his business and you do not. So apartment Patty, AKA Hillary Mueller, go fuck yourself. You fool, you absolute fool. And I just thought that that was a very, very interesting, interesting encounter as to how she was not fear. She was not fearful at all, not fearful at all. So it makes me think that, or it further affirms my belief that white people don't call the police when they're scared. They simply call the police as a way to assert power in any situation. That's it. So that's that for um, So You Mad. We got through So You Mad. We got there in the end. So You Mad. Now we're moving to Straw of the Week. Actually, let me look at my letters because I know I got quite a few letters this week. Um, and I know that there were quite a few, um, there were quite a few suggestions for So You Mad. Let me see. I think I, oh, this is interesting. So this is one, this is from our resident baby boy, Jonathan. Um, Jonathan says, hi, baby girl. It's been a minute since I messaged the ting, but today's actually moving mad. Twitter will not allow me to rest. And I have two nominations for you for So You Mad and Straw of the Week. Wow. First of all, there's Magenta Kelly, aka Megan Kelly, um, with her foolishness about blackface and then apologizing an hour later as if she could have learned anything of value within two hours. Um, yeah. So people were looking at videos about of, of Megyn Kelly who says she doesn't see anything offensive about blackface. I, to me, you know, I don't have time for women like Megyn Kelly. Like typical, like blonde white woman just chatting shit because she has a mouth. That's it. You can't, she was like, oh, I remember a day where, um, I remember the days when none of this used to be offensive. No, no, no. It was always offensive. We just weren't allowed to speak about it. We just weren't given platforms where we could tell you how offensive it was. And even then we were still telling you how offensive it was, but you were killing us. But we were telling you, we were telling you. So, oh, I don't see anything that's offensive about it. It's so easy. And as Halloween is coming up, it's so fucking easy to have a costume and not offend people. And I think she brought up Kent University. I think it was her that brought up Kent University. And she was just like, oh, and they've had this list of costumes that you shouldn't wear if you don't want to be offensive. And I just thought, yeah, they're trying to help. And University of Kent really has a lot of making up to do. If I'm right, they're the ones that did um, um, Black History Month and they said Zayn Malik and Sadiq Khan were the ones that they wanted to celebrate or whatever. So they have a lot of making up to do. So if they're the ones that did that, then I'm then I'm glad. But, you know, to me, just, just wildness, just wildness. And I wouldn't bother with Megyn Kelly. She's just a fool. There are so many other white women who are fools just like her and they don't deserve any airtime and I think she's been fired since and I'm glad I love that song fire all of the stupid people that keep wanting to say wild things fire them all and then um secondly Jonathan says this poor black boy was sent home for having short hair and was told he cannot come back until his hair has grown institutional racism is a madness um, it says here, the barber gave this boy at, I think it was in Cambridge gave him a nice low haircut 
That's easy to brush Only for him to get to school on Monday And get punished for the haircut Emmanuel was told he wouldn't be able to return Until his hair had grown back Again, you know the society that we live in that likes to over-police black hair, I've written a Metro article about it. You can go and read all of that and it covers this as well. You know, there's only so much oxygen that I have in my system to keep talking about the same shit that we keep keep hearing about all of the time. Leave black people's hair alone. And I think, actually, I think it's suitable that my song this week was a remix of Solange's song. Like, just leave us alone. How about that? Straws in the sky. Don't touch my hair. For us, by us, all of them things there But we're wary, you know We are wary of the ways of the world Because you like to move too mad And we can't continue to deal with it So thank you baby boy Jonathan Greatly appreciate that You're wonderful And then I've got three letters for straw of the week Um, Three letters for straw of the week Which is, which is a lot So I'm gonna I feel like, should I start with them? Yeah, let's start with them Let's start with the straw of the week um, That you guys have nominated And I'm sure it's actually similar to the one I wanted to nominate Because I wanted to nominate for straw of the week Ryanair I was going to nominate Queen Mary University But we've got we've got too much to cover I was going to nominate Ryanair And the guy who I think his name is um, Something Mesha um, I wanted to nominate them for straw of the week That's the white man who was very, very racist To um, the lady that was on the train I'm sorry, on the train On the plane with him um, On the Ryanair flight And the fact that Ryanair moved her Mrs. Gale Ryanair moved her to go and sit with her daughter While the man was spewing such racist rhetoric I've had some trolls say to me, well, you don't know him. You don't know whether he, he, you know, he was just having a bad day. You know what? Of all the bad days I've ever had in my life, and I've had some fucking bad days, I've never thought, you know what? Let me go and say some absolutely horrendous shit about somebody, about their race or whatever else. No. That's never really crossed my mind I mean, I know that it's not possible for me as a person to be racist But it's possible for me to be prejudiced And I, I just can't use being in a bad mood as a justification for my prejudice Like, I would have to just own up to the fact that I'm just a bigoted idiot Like, I would have to own that rather than claiming that Oh, I'm sorry, I was just I was just having a bad day I was just under the weather and had you The racist just jumped out Fuck you Fuck you so anyway, let's get into the letters and see what you baby boys and baby girls and baby non-binaries, what you're all saying. Let's see. Um, so from Anon, Anonymous, my regular anonymous writer, um, who says, good afternoon, Kelechi. I hope this email meets you well. And if it doesn't, I hope the rascal fool vexing you knows to expect a straw. Yes. Um, I've been going through some ish and I can honestly say this time, I haven't done anything to warrant it. For my safety and security, I'll have to be semi-vague about it. But all these straws belong to, belong there uh, to one person. Um, to belong to more than one person, I think that is. Um, straws to people who are miserable and decide to spread their ish to every and anyone around them they see not suffering. This crab in a bucket mentality will never allow them to prosper. Straw to people who make things up Dragging innocent bystanders Who are their allies And almost ruining them And then feign innocence And feign maintain maintain friendships This psychotic behaviour Will be their undoing When the truth is out 
A straw to people who try to find fault in any and everything just to cause trauma to another person as a means of getting their happy fix. May you gently choke on your fix as your targets continue to prosper in spite of your actions. Whoa! I felt that one in my chest. Yes. Amen. Like I said, I can't really get into it um, because I'm still in it. And it's currently a necessary evil to be endured. But I hope that it's vague enough that others who have some interactions with folks like this can gain some cathartic relief. But enough about me. I wanted to thank you for the work and bits you've been doing. This year has been a most bodacious one. And I can honestly say you are part responsible for the ebb desire for a meteor to hit the earth and reset everything. May, I feel the same way. Yes. Um, but this uh, this year has been an absolute piss take. I'm done with retrogrades. Me too. Be well. Know you are loved and appreciated, of course, by those you know, but also by those you've never met from Adam, Steve, Eve or Lilith. Thank you, Anon. You're a baby person. I appreciate you greatly. And then our next draw of the week comes from HB because I don't know if um, she wants me to say her name. So from HB. Hi, Kelechi. I hope you're having the fabulous day you deserve. Firstly, I would like to thank you for taking the time to create this amazing podcast for us every week. I don't think there is a better way to start my week than with a dose of your black woman wisdom. Please may you consider the Bedfordshire Police, the Independent Office for Police Misconduct, IPOC, and the Crown Prosecution Service for this week's Straw of the Week. In 2013, a 19-year-old student named Julian Cole was on a night out when he was in an altercation with the door staff. Three police officers then assisted the door staff in beating him, breaking his neck, which sent him into cardiac arrest and stopped his breathing. He was then dragged into the back of a police van, arrested and taken to the police station. In investigations this week, it was found that police officers lied through their teeth about what happened stating that Cole was able to walk into the police van to cover up their mad, mad behaviour. The IPOC found that the officers in question committed gross misconduct, not when they broke the man's neck, no, 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 but when they provided dishonest accounts of what happened and have been fired as a result. Wow. The discrimination the police are allowed to get away with is insane and it infuriates me that people think we have it so much better here than black Americans in the US. The only difference is that the police officers here are using their fists instead of firearms. I've attached a link to a report on this below. Sorry if my email isn't totally clear. I'm sneak writing this from my desk at work. Stay fabulous, HB. I got it right. Yeah, I thought she wrote HB. Yeah. Um... Julian Cole is someone that I've mentioned um, in other discussions uh, when it comes to police brutality. The police beat the shit out of black men and women. Um, sometimes they kill them, sometimes they paralyze them, but every time they traumatize them irreparably and nothing comes of it. I think that they, the, the police officers got off they got off easily by being fired. They need to serve prison time. But now that they have been fired, I hope that we can take a civil suit up against them because that's what they deserve. Because you cannot continue to, to brutalize us um, and keep us in a constant state of fear when you're actually meant to serve and protect, but you're not serving or protecting anybody. You're serving and protecting white supremacy is what I see, not other, not actual everyday people. No, 
Not if they're black or brown. No. We're like we're not we're not considered in those situations. Like the Julian Cole story broke my heart because this is a guy at uni when he should be living his best life, and you broke his neck and then dragged him into the van, knowing that he didn't walk into that van. Like you just lied, you just lied. And the IPOC is a fucking mess because I'm still waiting to get some feedback about what happened and what's happening with the case with my brother, with them pulling the hood over his face when he's fucking asthmatic, but. Because it's made up of, you know, retired police officers, they are they are biased. Like they're not impartial in the slightest because you didn't find them to be um of gross misconduct when they snapped the boy's neck. You found them um grossly um negligent or whatever when they when you found out that they lied about their statements. Um, and I'm sure that you were your fingers were so crossed and hoping that they they hadn't lied and hoping that there was a way to dance around the fact that they had lied, like point blank period. Like if there's no check, checks and balances for the police force, then none of us are actually safe. And I don't even mean just black and brown people at this point. I mean, none of us, none of us across the board are actually safe. So we need to be finding out a way to make these institutions more transparent and um, more accountable for their actions because this can't continue. And I thank you, HB, for pointing out the fact that police brutality in this country is a madness. It's a madness and we don't speak about it enough because they sweep it under the carpet or they charge you with something. So then it becomes a case that needs to go to trial and they hope that that way you won't be able to speak about it. But God sees all things and my God is greater than any institution on this earth. I promise you that. And those who need to get got will get got like by the arms of the law. It will happen eventually. The justice system will catch up with all of you bitches that continue to misuse your power and you continue to oppress black people, black men and boys and women and girls and everybody in between. You will get what you deserve, honestly, because it's absolute trash. So I definitely agree that Bedfordshire police, they definitely need that straw and the IPOC definitely need that straw because they're moving mad and they need to all suck their fucking mothers. That's what they need to do. Um, and then my last letter comes from Michael, my baby boy. I love that this week I've had mainly, I think most weeks I get more men writing in. I'm always like, oh, I don't think men listen to the show. I get more men writing in than, than, than women. It's interesting. Um, Hello, Kalechi. Hope you're well. Firstly, two slaps on your chest for being such an amazing and hardworking person. Thank you. Secondly, I'm dedicating my straw of the week to David Mesher. That's it. That's the the, the pussy clart I was talking about. The pussy clart that I was talking about. Um, because he is a dickhead of the highest order. This straw of the week also goes to Ryanair for not stand for not handling the incident in the correct way. On a Ryanair flight from Barcelona to London, David Mesher or Misha, whatever the fuck he's called, all I know is he needs to go and mesh with his mother's vagina and suck it dry. Um, that's from me, by the way. That's not what Michael said. Michael is not vulgar in the slightest. Um, so um, on a Ryanair flight from Barcelona to London, David Misha, um racially abuses an elderly black woman named Delcy Gale, telling her to move from her seat and physically threatening her along with calling Delcy an ugly black bastard and that if she doesn't move from her seat, he'll move her away. Instead of the Ryanair crew to kick David off the plane, they move Delcy to another seat, giving David a row of seats to himself. 
A news report from The Guardian has stated that David Mesher has issued an apology to Delcy for the way he behaved and what he said to her. But Delcy rejects the apology, stating that you must forgive and forget, but it's not, it's, but it's going to take a long time for me to get over what he has done to me, along with her daughter, adding that he says he wasn't racist. He wouldn't be saying words like that if he wasn't racist. Thank you, sis. That That is just it, point blank, period. I'm tired of seeing black women not getting the justice, respect and treatment that they deserve when they face incidents like this. This incident alone already shows that black women are the least protected people in society and on this earth. I hope Delcy Gale and her daughter gets the justice and compensation that they deserve and that Ryanair will apologize to Delcy and her daughter for their disgusting actions. I'm just really incensed by the fact that all of these platforms are giving this David dickhead, this David prick, um, a platform to come and speak about not being racist and just being in a bad mood. And some people try to make excuses for him like, oh, I just think that maybe he's mentally ill. Shut the fuck up. Mentally, mental illness does not make people racist. I remember I used to feel like, wait, it's, it's racism and mental illness. Like I really considered it. And I thought, no, no, no. You man are very, very sane and you've made the conscious, conscious decision to be hateful fucking pricks. You chose to be that way. Nobody else. There is nothing wrong with you. You just chose to be a very, very hateful person. And that's what you need to you need to be accountable for that and so him saying oh I was just in a bad mood a bad mood does not make you call a, a woman um, a black woman an ugly black bastard a bad mood does not make you say to her if you don't move I'm going to I'm going to move you you black bitch or something like that none of that make no no bad mood makes you say that and especially since I think she has arthritis so he was just taking her a while to get up so he could go to his window seat because she was in an aisle seat and he started lambasting her with all of these insults while everyone just stood on and watched and Ryan air fucking pricks welcome to ryan air the uk's favorite airline you're not my favorite fucking airline you dickheads you pricks first of all it was all of this nonsense with baggages and paying for online baggage and whatever else Basically, you're going to start making us pay for our oxygen if we ever take your flights but now you're treating black women like absolute scum fuck you Oh, we moved her to go and sit nearer her daughter. No, no, no. You should have just kicked the guy off the flight. That's what you should have done. And I think since then they hadn't sent her flowers. There's been no acknowledgement from them really, apart from we heard from about the incident that happened and the police have been informed. Fuck you. You Ryanair, you can have all of the these are red and white straws. We need to find you those blue and yellow straws so you can suck your mothers, you pricks. And suck them while playing a harp as well. That's what you knew. Welcome to Ryanair. Fuck you. And also, David Misha, you can suck your mum as well, you dickhead. You absolute rancid prick. You racist motherfucker. Like, you, I hope that your time on this earth is very, very limited. You look like you're on the way out anyway. And I just hope that you get out of that door as soon as possible and you take your elevator straight to hell, you prick. Suck your mum, is what I say to you. Anyway, that's it for this week. I think I've just powered through everything. I appreciate you all so much for listening. Big up Hibile Botanica, who is the official sponsor of this podcast. So you can get your herbals, your smokable herbs from Ibile Botanica. It's Ibile Botanica, I-B-I-L-E Botanica, B-O-T-A-N-I-C-A dot co dot U-K. That rhymed. <laughs> um, you can get your smokable herbs. You can get your teas, your herbal teas. 
You can get your yoni steam and um, your yoni steam herbs from there. And I think you can actually drink those as a tea as well. And you could get some body balms from there as well. And you can get yourself your um, major arcana sticks to say like to, to cleanse your home, like to spiritually cleanse your home and things like that. So head over to Ibile Botanica. .co.uk you get a discount if you use say your mind or one word try in uppercase or lowercase one of them will work for you ha <laughs> ha um and yeah just go and get yourself some goodies join me on patreon for the extra content that I'll be filming shortly in the extra content this week I will be talking about who I'll be talking about the um I'll be reading a letter that I received from um one of my followers about a white woman crying He's an actor And a white woman was crying um, Because he told her that she didn't do the job That she needed to do And she basically started crying And the producers were telling him to apologise And um, I will tell you what I told him And how I advised him to apologise Basically apologise Haha, <laughs> whatever In inverted commas um, But yeah um, I appreciate you all so, so much Thank you so, so much for listening The live show Let me just give you a heads up The live show will now be on the 2nd of December The live show will be on the 2nd of December That is Sunday, 2nd of December It's very, very central The place that I'm going to be using Very Africa orientated Wink, wink So that will be um, on the 2nd of December Tickets are going to go live on the 1st of November and also the affirmation cards that you've all been asking for will also go live and they'll be available. Another hundred decks of cards will be available on the 1st of November. Yeah. So 1st of November is the date for you to get your tickets to the live show and also get your tickets. I'm sorry. And also pick up your deck of affirmation cards so you can give them out as Christmas presents and you'll be loved forever by myself and the person that you give them to clearly. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. I have been Kelechi Okafor and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right. Suck your mum. Follow me on at Kolechnikov or at Say Your Mind Pod. Join me on patreon.com forward slash Kolechnikov for extra content for as little as $3. Um, the podcast will be ending soon, so you can just support for the last five weeks. Come on. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Peace. It's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sippy yo. Hard time scrolling for your long truths You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind